you for listening in on Tent of Testimonies podcast. This is the official podcast of the Tent of Testimonies International under the leadership of Prophet Dr. Fred Akama and Senior Pastor Maureen Akama. As you listen to this and other amazing sound biblical teachings, our aim is to equip you with the Word of God so that you can grow into an effective believer. In today's podcast, we do believe that you will be imparted with the knowledge of God, spiritual truths, and kingdom principles that will positively affect your spiritual life. Be blessed as you listen, and may you come back with a great testimony. God cannot take you beyond what you have seen in your imagination. God uses your imagination to work with you. So you must make sure your imagination is the correct imagination. You must make sure what you're thinking is what you want to see. Because what you're thinking is what you will see. And I repeat that. You must make sure what you're thinking is what you want to see. Because what you're thinking is certainly what you will see. We have taught here before. Your thoughts and your imagination, they are a prayer. Your thoughts and your imagination is what? Prayer. When you're thinking, when you're imagining in God's, from God's perspective, you are praying. When you're thinking and you're imagining, what are you doing? You are praying. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 says, Now to him who is able to do. Okay, let's read it together. One, two, three. So God is able to do that which you ask, but also that which you think. A double-minded person is the one who is asking God for one thing and thinking another thing. The Bible says, let not such a person think they will receive anything of the Lord. You won't get anything of God if you're asking him for one thing and your thoughts are opposite. Say my thoughts is prayer. The greatest thing you can do as a Christian is to discipline your thoughts. The more you pray in the spirit, the more you pray in tongues, the more you get high up in the anointing, your thoughts become so powerful so that the moment you think about it, they are created for you.
God has given us the gift of time. The gift of what? Good morning, everybody. I'm going to make this short, so please pay attention. And everything I say is heavy. Is that okay? So pay attention. God has given us the gift of what? Time. Why? So that we can be able to regulate our thoughts if we thought wrong. Otherwise, if there is no time, you'd think something and it would appear instantly. So God gives you time to make sure, are you sure this thing you're thinking wants to come to pass? So for you, for it to come to pass, you have to think about it continuously over time. Over time. Then God is sure, okay, they have decided. Because human beings are vacillate a lot in their thinking. They are here. But the more you get to know God, the more you pray, the more you ascend higher in the spirit, the time for manifestation of your thoughts grows shorter. It grows shorter. Sometimes it, it becomes so short that it, your thoughts appear almost instantly. You think today and it appears tomorrow. They are here. Say my thoughts are objects in the spirit. My thoughts are objects in the spirit. Meditation is the process that puts the objects in the spirit to appear in the flesh, in the natural. Everything about your life comes out of your spirit. Everything about your life comes from where? Are you aware they don't come from heaven? Everything around you came out of you. The Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence. Why? Because out of it comes the issues of life. So things around you come out of your heart. They come from your thoughts, what you have thought and said in the past. So here, are you realizing how powerful you are? So it reaches a time when you cannot blame anybody. You cannot even blame the devil. You have been lazy in your thinking and in your speech. That's why you're there, where you are. Even a non-believer, if they're able to control their thinking and they're able to control their speech, they're able to control their meditation, they'll make their way successful. It is not only believers who succeed. Even non-believers succeed because these are spiritual principles. The enemy wants to occupy your thoughts 24 hours. That's why you have things like social media, things like that. They are created so that your thoughts can be influenced. Because they know if they can influence your thoughts, they have influenced your life. Dun, 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 dun. Proverbs. 
chapter 4 verse 23 says keep your heart with all diligence why for or because out of it spring the issues of life so everything around you came out of you and you came out of god say here the objects of meditation is to make your way successful the objective the aim of meditation meditation is a method by which believers are required to are to use to succeed the book of joshua chapter 1 i think verse 18 It says this word of the law This book of the law okay let's read it 1 2 3 and not depart from your mouth uh-huh. but you shall meditate in it how long day and night why that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it why because then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success so when you meditate then you are able to do when you do then you are able to succeed meditation is the process of taking the word of god from your heart, your head to your spirit The longest distance is between the head and the spirit. A lot of us know a lot of word in our head, but very few know the word in our spirit. When your word is in your spirit, that word becomes part of you. When that word has become part of you, it becomes flesh. When it becomes part of your spirit, it begins to appear in the natural. It is your spirit that creates. Kandala mayarave nando malikarisi. Umino krason divreto shamaria. Listen. What is created for you is what you speak out of your mouth from your spirit. Not from your head. There can be a demon here. You stand and say come out. It don't listen. I stand and say come out it begins to burn why because those two come outs are coming out of two different places your own is coming from the head my own is coming from inside why what i'm saying is part of me what you're saying you heard it's not part of you that's why you can copy what somebody does on the pulpit you went and saw a man of god somewhere he was saying turn around three times and when he turned around money started falling or whatever somebody was delivered is that okay and then you go and copy that and you think you'll get the same results you won't get the same results because it's coming from a different place gande bazimona malarirada frifontanti sila karuze aminanda lamandozu it is the spirit who gives life the fresh profit the flesh profits nothing the words i speak are spirit and they are life 
John 6, 63. So when you meditate on the word of God, that word of God drops to your spirit. It, you, it becomes engrafted, engrafted in you. It becomes what? Engrafted. The Bible says, accept with meekness the engrafted word. The word becomes engrafted in you. The word becomes built in. It, you, it builds itself into you. And when it has built itself into you, then it begins to pull it's whatever it speaks about on the natural to your life. I told you in compass. That's when I started this process first year. I used to have the words written, painted on my wall. My roommates used to laugh at me because I would cut scripture. I would go print them out and place them so that when I wake up, the first thing I see is the word of God. It became engrafted in me. I would walk everywhere and it's ringing in my head. Why? I'm t I was doing what I'm telling you to do now. That's over 30 years ago. So what I'm telling you has taken me 30 years. You want to come and say, I want a double portion. <laughs> You will die. James 1.21 says, Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity power of naughtiness. This, this thing is written like a Nigerian. You know, it's not Nigerian, so like a big, big grammar. Wherefore, lay apart all and what? Of what? I have no idea what that means. Do you have any idea what it means? I think it just all that superfluity in the word says Josephine. Uh -huh. Oh, Leah said all filthiness are an overflow of wickedness. There's some people who have wickedness in an overflowing abundance. Eh? <laughs> Lay it aside and receive with meekness the implanted word or the engrafted word. So, how do you receive the engrafted word? Through meditation through meditation when you meditate on the word that word becomes engrafted in you it becomes implanted in you and when it is only the word that is implanted that begins to germinate it is not every word that germinates in you it is only that one which is engrafted the one which is implanted that begins to germinate and the engrafted word, it is that engrafted word that is able to save your soul. Today I'm giving you a life hack. Say life hack. Say life hack. Accept with meekness. The engrafted word. So if there's no meditation, all deliverance is useless. If there's no meditation, all deliverance 
It's useless. Because we deliver you today. You go, you are empty. Demons enter you again. You come tomorrow. We deliver you again. So we are always going through the same circle because you didn't sit down to meditate on the word of God. So it is not enough to read the Bible. You have to read, think the Bible. Say read, think. You have to think as you are reading. A lot of people read the Bible for routine. Okay, I've read my four chapters for the day. I can now sleep. You have not got anything. There's no meditation. That's why I normally say it is not an entire chapter of the Bible that will save you. It is maybe just one verse. That's one verse that gets implanted or engrafted in you. That God illuminates for you. That verse that you receive as a revelation. This is what will become flesh for you. So our fight is a fight to accept the word, to receive the word. Because when you receive the word of God, then you have had it. When you receive the word of God, then you have had it. And when you have had the word of God, now you have faith. Because faith comes by hearing. Faith doesn't come because you heard me speak. Faith comes by one word dropped into your spirit. Because that word that has dropped in your spirit carries with it its own faith to implement what it is saying. So when you're looking for faith, go into the word. Don't just read the Bible. Eat it. Do what? Do what? Do what? The Bible says, your words were found and I did eat them. Your words were found. And what did I do? I ate them. To eat the word means you have assimilated it. It is now part of you. You, are dige- you have digested the thing. I don't know whether I'm communicating. I don't know whether I'm saying anything. Jeremiah 15, 16 says, Your words were found, and I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. So where did that word go? To the heart. And when the word of God has hit you, the response will be joy. I know a man of God who read the word of God and so that prosperity does not answer to prayer. It is a covenant. When he saw, he woke up with a shout. In fact, he shocked his wife and everybody else. They're saying, I can never be poor. That time there was nothing in the house, no food, no what, but the word had entered. The man started running around the house. I can never. Why? I have found it. I found the answer. Is that okay? 
When your, the word has hit you, you will rejoice. The Bible says, I ate them and they were the rejoicing of my heart. Why? You have found it. You have found it. The day I could heal the sick, I found it. I found it. And the scripture, that, listen, every spiritual gift comes on the platform of a revelation of the word. God does not just give spiritual gifts arbitrarily. Every spiritual gift is buttressed by what? It is the word that buttresses that gift. It is the revelation that you get that buttresses the gift. The day I could heal the sick, I saw it in the word. Someone said, you know, you have the gift of healing, the gift of God, irrevocable, but I saw it in the word. I saw it in the word. Now, you people catch it. That's why sometimes it works for you, sometimes it doesn't work. Maybe you don't have the same revelation I do. But the day you get the revelation, now you become a source of it to others. You see, when you have caught it from another person, you can't give it to anybody else. It's not yours. When you come to an atmosphere like this, eh, and the prophetic is moving, even you, you'll see. In the spirit, I saw you. You are wearing blue. It is true. Then now you go, I'm a prophet. It's not true. You just enter the atmosphere. It is not yours. The Bible says, Samuel told Paul, when you fight, go, you will meet a company of prophets and you will prophesy with them. Why? You have entered into that atmosphere. Is that okay? Imagine if Saul left there and said, I am now a prophet. But if you get it from the word, it is yours. Nobody can never take it away from you. The Bible says the hidden things belong to the Lord, but the revealed things belong to us and our children forever. So the day I caught it, I was in my house in Meru. And the, um, the landlord had not paid electricity for six months. So the only thing I could do was read the Bible. No TV, no radio, no money to move elsewhere. You are stuck here. Small room. Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children. How long? Forever. That you may do all the words of this law. So if I can catch it, it's mine. But my children can tap into it. So here. So on that day, I was reading. And I saw. Jesus. He said, I saw the book of John. It says, 1 to 19. It says, behold the Lamb of God. Who takes away the sin of the world. Ah. And God told me, sickness came because of sin. My son took the sin away. I say, where is it? The next six person I see, the devil is in trouble. The sin has been taken away. This is how I started. In fact, if you check my old videos, everywhere I would go, before I heal people, I would tell them this. 
Jesus has taken your sin away. I used to have two people. And they'll say, now you, you are the sinner. You, sin is being taken away. Well, to give them that picture. And people just get healed without me prayer. Why? They would see what I'm seeing. Is that okay? But because we have walked in the revelation, the anointing is so strong. It has become flesh. Now I don't even have to speak. I appear. The thing disappears. Is that okay? You'll be surprised. Sometimes when you're sick and you start thinking, let me text Papa, the sickness goes. You have not done anything. You have just remembered, I can text me. The thing just, you get well. Why? The revelation is not so strong. It has become flesh. So here. So you understand. So meditation allows us to have this engrafted word. And when the engrafted word is inside, it creates a path for you. It creates a path for your life. So you can become, you can make your paths or your way prosperous. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 9, I think. Oh, Proverbs 4.23 says, Be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. This is true. You can't think carelessly. Proverbs 16.9 says, A man's heart, what plans your way? So what plans your path? What plans your path? Your heart, your spirit. A man's heart plans his way. So a man's heart will create your path. Your spirit will create your path. So you must make sure the path your spirit is creating is the path you want to go. Your spirit will create your path according to what is in it. It will not think this is a bad path. Whatever you have deposited there, that is a path it will create. Okay. You must make sure God directs your steps to the correct place. That's why what you must meditate on is the word of God. You must fill your heart with the word of God so that your heart will create a path according to the purposes of God. A man's heart will create his paths, his ways, will plan. So regardless of your background, regardless of your educational background, regardless of your social background, regardless of your tribe, the word of God is the great equalizer, gives you a platform to detach yourself and move out of what you don't want 
into what God created for you. First Timothy chapter 4 think verse 15. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 15. It says meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them. Why? That your progress, some versions say your profiting may be evident or obvious to all. So when you meditate on these things, when you have given yourself to them, there shall be profiting. And that profiting shall be seen by everyone. God is not into hidden success. He will make your success obvious to everyone. The Bible says, let your light so shine that men may see that they may glorify your Father in heaven. So when your light is shining bright and people are seeing, God receives the glory. Calibra, daughter. No, I don't want to be proud. People, let your light so shine that people may see so that they will glorify your father. Matthew 5.16 Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. How do you make your way prosperous? By meditating on the word of God. To meditate is to drop it from your head to your heart. Why? Because your heart is the one that plans your ways. It is the one from which the issues of life arises. So everybody is living in the past. Everyone is living in the past. What you're experiencing now is what you thought and said in the past. You're living your history. Is that okay? If you want to change what you will see in the future, change what you're thinking and saying now. I learned this in campus. Even in my poorest situation, I kept it in my head. This is not my end. I am greater than this. I'm soon moving out. I shall be influenced to thousands. Keep the word of God. The Bible says, take the word. Keep it before your eyes always. Tie it on your forehead. So regardless of what is going around you, your eyes is fixed. On the word of God. Because God cannot lie. God cannot lie. Let God be true. And every man a liar. So whatever they are saying. Whatever they are doing. Whatever let the world. 
crash. Let the mountains be thrown in the middle of the sea. I will focus my eyes on the word of God. I'll tie it on my forehead. I'll tie it on my forehead. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. What is this? God's word. This is what you must meditate in. God's word is what determines who you are what you have, what you can and cannot do. Not people. Not people. Not demons. Not the witches of your village. The word of God. The word of God. The word of God. But you must do more than reading it. You must meditate on it. You might make it flesh in you. It is only that word that has become flesh that shall be effective for you. Don't go into any venture without a word. Oh, I want to do this, this and this. Okay, which word are you going with? Because your anchor is what? The word of God. Which word are you carrying? Which, which? Bible says when we go, we shall be carrying forth the word of life. Which word are you starting this business with? Which word are you getting married with? Which word? Are you, which word? Which, which word are you building your house with? So there must be a word for everything you do. So here. So here. You must have a word. You must have a word. Before you start, go and get a word. May my meditation be suited to him. I will be glad in the Lord. You must have what? As you are going into new, this new job. Go with God's word. Is that okay? Have something to fall back on during hard times. If you don't have a word, when challenges come, there's no rock. The Bible says they built their house on a rock. The rock is the word. So you, when challenges come, you have no rock. You didn't build on a rock. You have nowhere to run. You have no anchor. You know, the, the world can push you, but the world will only push you until the rock, pa, say, I'm not moving from here. Now begin to push forward. You must have a base from where you begin to push back. You must have a, a basis, a foundation. From where I say, hey, okay, you, you can, you can, you, I will retreat, you will retreat until you reach here. I say, from here, I'm not retreating any further. This is my foundation. Now we fight. Even a cat, when you corner it, it now turns and begins to fight. Can't you believe it as a sakano, Kashi, every low, some tamiko, devir, Canada? 
Meditation gives you the basis, the foundation for building. You build from the inside out. This thing you're doing, you must be doing it with an inside anchor. That's why you can't finish TOT. So long as you cannot remove my anchor. If you approach me here, you take me to Saudi Arabia, give me two months, I'll have 700 people. Why? The anchor is with me. Am I talking? The anchor is in me. It is not the people that God brings to me. It is me God multiplies. See, it doesn't matter where I go. I can be multiplied anywhere. Is that okay? Dun, 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 dun. I read in the Bible about John the Baptist where Jesus was asking, whom did you go out into the desert to see? This delivered me from church locations. John the Baptist didn't have his church in town. He had a church in the desert and people went there. They left town to go into the desert to see John the Baptist who didn't, know, didn't do even a single miracle. He didn't multiply food. In fact, when they came, he called them brood of vipers. They still went to see Delivered me from, oh, your church must be where? I say, I don't care. Wherever I go, it is the desert. I'm John the Baptist. People will come from everywhere to come and watch the burning bush. You must have a word. This is my word for location of church. Is that okay? This is my word for location of church. The Bible says, He makes me lie down. In green pastures. Ah, that delivered me from people leaving church. He says, so long as I'm providing pastures green, God will make it his own responsibility to make them lie down. They're not going anywhere. What is my job? To make sure the pasture is green. What is God's own job? To make them lie down. They say, I will leave this church. I say, try The one, are you saying God cannot do his job? He will make them lie down in green pastures. That's why I make sure I don't come here without green pastures. Teaching you get here, you will not find it anywhere. Go try. So you will go to all the churches. In fact, some of my sons who tried elsewhere, they can say, Papa, you can't just now return. It's too much shame. But there's nowhere like TOT. We have tried, our lives are dry. Oh, we used to pray now. Eh, I say, why are you here? Just come. Green pastures. God will make them lie down. I was delivered. I was delivered. Why? I have now a word. I have what? A word. A liberal is worthy of his wages. 
This delivered me from going into ministry. I was like, when you go into ministry, what will we eat? What will we wear? Well, how will my wife eat? The Lord told me, a laborer is worthy of his wages. What is my job? To labor. What is God's job? To give me my wages. Is that okay? And the Bible says, those who labor in the word, they are worthy of double honor. So going into the word and getting fresh pasture, that is labor. I cannot be poor. So long as I'm going into the word, I'm doing my bit. I'm getting you green pastures. The one who employed me, he will make sure I am paid and he pays very well. He's the best employer around. Am I talking? So I cannot go without salary. Why? I'm laboring. And a laborer is worthy of his wages. This is my word for my provision. This is my word to make sure money comes my way all the time. Why? I am laboring. Every week I'm laboring. Every day I'm laboring. And so long as I'm laboring, I am counted worthy to receive my wages. You, you're waiting for the day I'll be poor. You will wait. So let's just give him time. You know, there are people who gave us time. Six months. Did they do that to you when you got born again? As they did it when you started ministry again. Give them six months. Oh, we have seen. Ah, da, da, da. Now we are in our seventh year. I don't know what they're saying now. Maybe they're giving us 15 years. They're here. The devil took Jesus to a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. He said, all this I will give unto you if you bow down and worship me. So I know if I worship, I will get all the kingdoms of the world and their riches. This is my revelation for getting rich. All I have to do, get somewhere, worship my heart out. It is the responsibility of God to give me the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I don't do God's part. He does his own. I do my own. So here. This business you're doing, which word are you doing it with? Eh? Which word are you doing it with? No, you have never seen me go in the byways and the highways to tell people to come to church. Why? Because I saw Noah. He's in the ark. And animals came to him. Noah didn't, I'm not against evangelism. I love evangelism, but I do evangelism for souls. Not to bring people to church. Is that okay? The same grace that went and brought mosquito to the ark. Did you think Noah ran around herding uh, uh, mosquito inside the ark? Did Noah chase around rats and porcupine? Enter here. This is the ark. No. Noah stood somewhere. God called those things in. A greater than Noah is here. The same anointing. 
If you get this revelation for your business, you will, you, you, you will be at rest. You'll open your business stand and say, those things, the way it worked for Noah. Your business is crashing because you have not meditated. Papa, I have no customers. Hey, since we opened, why? Why don't you have customers? What's wrong with you? What are you selling that people don't want? Or is it you they don't want? And they went into the ark to Noah. <laughs> they didn't go into the ark for the building. You don't see these things. Whom did they go to into the ark? To Noah. Noah said, come to me. And everybody... Uh, you, you. They went into the ark to Noah. So, people are not coming to you by Colgate because of Colgate. The anointing is not on the Colgate or whatever it is you're selling. The oil is where? On your head. So, it is to you they are coming. They went into the ark to Noah, two by two. Of all flesh, which is the which in which is the breath of life? Question: is, Are human beings flesh? Is is breath of life in them? They can come to you. This scripture can work for you. We're in your life in the name of Jesus. As you meditate on the word of God this week, that word will become flesh in your life, and whatever is written in that word will begin to function in you. Huh? You remove ark, put your business. Sometimes when you begin to meditate, in fact, when you get, when you learn how to meditate well, every time you meditate, the presence of God will begin to come where you are because God is about to create something. God loves people who meditate. When you meditate in Him, He comes there. He's attracted by people who meditate His word. And if you walk around with the word of God in your heart, you'll be carrying the presence of God around you. The presence of God is not around me because the presence of God is around me. No, it's because I carry the word of God in my heart all the time. I've disciplined myself. I don't think 20 minutes or some passes before I think of a scripture or I meditate on a scripture. or I could, I could be talking to you, but I'm not here. I left the WhatsApp group. I'm in a scripture somewhere. Is that okay? The more you meditate on this, the more you train yourself to separate what's going on on the outside and what's going on on the inside. My inside is another world. It doesn't matter what you are doing. Sometimes me, I've left. I'm very far. I can't even be answering your questions and pray, but I'm not with you. I left. I'm somewhere. It's called in Christ. Christ is a title. Christ is a person. But Christ is also a place. So we can be watching a movie with you, but me, I'm not here. 
you are involved in it. Oh, yada, he's very nice. He's carrying gun. He's shooting people. Me, I'm meditating. I'm very far. I'm thinking, well, we'll open a new branch. I see the anointing people are moving. What, what you are watching and what I'm watching are two different things. Even though you think we are together. We are not together. We are not together. What you see on the outside, on the inside, I'm different. Can you turn this thing into a picture? After you turn it into a picture, can you now replace the characters with your life? Can you replace the characters with you and your life? When you do this, then these things of, oh Jesus, I want to touch the hem of your garment, you will not think like this. I'm not looking to touch the hem, the hem of Jesus' garment. I'm wearing the garment. I'm not touching his garment. Which garment? I'm putting it on. Others are touching the hem of my own. Uh, yeah. When, when you, you think different, you think different. And when the evening has come and Jesus was in them, and the presence of God was there to, the, to heal them. And the power of God was there to heal them. You, you are meditating. You are saying, Jesus is teaching people. Me, I'm not saying that. Me, I'm saying me. I'm sitting there. I'm teaching people. They have come from everywhere. Jesus and myself are one. I'm seeing my countenance change. I see him on the inside. is bursting out. You, you see... <clears throat> You, you are seeing Jesus. Me, I'm seeing Christ. Those are two different people. Jesus was the Christ. But now he's not the only Christ. He died, resurrected, and went to heaven so that that anointing can move from him to his body. Ambindo samali kariros adamino lakano sana ito sumina la dumia nuzindo na na lezama. You are seeing a sinner who needs to repent. You are trying to get to God, trying to say I'm sorry many times. Me, I'm seeing the Almighty God seated on the throne. Sin is not the issue. That was finished. Amen. It does not even come into the equation. Why? Meditation. 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 The engrafted word. Can you turn it into a can you apply the word to your current situation? To do this, you must learn to be quiet. You must learn to be quiet. A lot of people are too noisy. 
not quiet that no not that as in not talking quiet on the inside the bible says be still and know that i am god so you will not know the magnitude of god until you become still be still and know that i am god you will not know who god is until you are still you need to learn to be quiet the bible says study to be quiet study to be quiet you need to learn how to be quiet on the inside in fact you cannot hear god until you are quiet on the inside there's too much noise going on inside of you being quiet is a study you must study it is something you learn it's something you must uh, discipline yourself you want god to give you wisdom you want god to give you multimillion shilling ideas you must learn how to be quiet you must learn how to be quiet say i will study to be quiet you must learn how to be quiet when you want when you are in trouble and you need a solution from god be quiet learn how to be quiet and that he study to be quiet you must learn how to walk around and do your job yet you are quiet you've seen me praying at uh, praying for people online eh do you know i'm praying for people but inside i'm not involved in this i'm very quiet you must learn to separate what's going on outside in your environment your external environment to your internal you must not allow what's going on in your external environment to affect what's going on in your internal environment that's why emotional people have trouble hearing god everything is mixed up with everything your inside and your outside are one mtu akikugua you already angry you already how will you hear god study to be quiet separate yourself from the situation don't allow anger anxiety whatever to affect your inside otherwise you can't hear god you won't hear anything you won't get solution to your trouble so i can be walking when we discussing something if you have talked with me you know some people come to my home and we have a conversation so we are talking then i say okay i hear god say this this is because i was talking to you but inside i was quiet then i can begin to talk about your situation professor tell you exactly what god is saying now why i'm quiet i'm connected you your situation has entered inside now it is affecting you you and your situation have become one like blind batimeas your situation has baptized you with its name kandizalana you must learn to control your soul to control your emotions 
to control your thoughts so that you don't end time to this situation with your everything. The situation and you are separate. What is going to change this situation has to come out of you. It is out of your heart where the issues of life come. If you have muddied that place, how will you get solution? Where were you have let the outside in? I know I read somewhere it's, that is true. A boat does not sink because it is in water. A boat sinks because water is in it. I said I was finishing. God help me. A boat does not sink because it is inside. Why does it sink? Because water has entered. So, so long as you keep the situation outside, outside, you cannot sink. Problem, you enter it and it enters you. So there is no solution. You can't. Choose of life can come out of you. Because death has entered. And then now you call me and you want to transmit some of your own to me now. Papa, I'm telling you, calm down. Papa, calm down. If you continue, I cut the phone. Why? I cannot allow your situation to enter me. I can't. I must stay outside so that I can help you. Is that okay? I must say detached, removed, so that I can hear God from, for you. Because you, the way you are behaving, you already entered the thing, and the thing already entered you. Both of you are one in Christ. <laughs> in, okay, not in Christ, in crisis. <laughs> you are one in what? In crisis. So the solution must be found from outside. A prisoner cannot pay his own fine. Can't Even if he has the money, he has already entered the situation. He can't pay his own fine. His money is now useless. Are you listening? Somebody must come from outside who is not in the situation to help. So, say, I must learn to be quiet. I'm teaching you how to meditate. First of all, get the word of God. Picture it. Apply it to your situation. So the thing is, before you pray, prayer is speaking the word of God back to him. Is that okay? What is prayer? Speaking the word of God back to him and agreeing with him so that he can watch over that word to perform it. Is that true? Okay. Is prayer begging God to do something? No. Prayer is taking the word of God, putting it in your heart, Speaking it back to him so that he can, you can agree with him and he can watch over that word to perform it. God does not perform your requests. Ah. God, always, God only performs his word. The Bible does not say God is watching over your requests to perform it. God is only watching over his word to perform it. But which word will God perform? The one you have believed. The one which is engrafted in you. So if I were you, I would spend more time in trying to get the word of God engrafted than speaking to God. Oh, 
would spend way more time in getting the word of God in me because I know if I got it in me, my time of speaking to God will be short like this. The Bible says, he who sharpens the edge of the axe will make the cutting of the tree easier. So a lot of this prayer that we rush to go to God is done in fear. It is never done in faith. Can I say something? Everybody meditates. So you will either meditate in worry, in fear, or you will meditate in faith. The meditation in faith is based on the word of God. The meditation in fear is based on the situation. It's called worry. Both of them give results. You will reap what you sow. Both of them give results. The one in fear is involuntary. It is our natural setting because of the fallen world. The one in faith, we must be deliberate about it because you are moving against the current. You're moving against the norm. So you must be deliberate, consistent, and forceful because the world is opposite to what you're doing. So I understand. The violent take the kingdom by force. How do you take the kingdom? By taking the word. You must eat the word. Say here. Say here. The more you get the word of God engrafted in you, the easier it becomes to engraft in you. These days I don't have to meditate for long. I hear a word once. The next minute it is engrafted. Why? I've learned how to do it easy. I've trained myself. But it took years, years of trying to renew my mind. A renewed mind is a transformed life. 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 The Bible says your life will be transformed. The word transform means to metamorphose the way a caterpillar turns into a butterfly. Your life will move from caterpillar mode to butterfly mode by renewal of mind. Because once your mind is renewed, you think differently. Once you start thinking differently, you begin to produce different results. (sighs) 
once you have stored the word of God in your heart, then God can speak to you. The book of Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 31. The Bible says, in those days, after those days, I will write my law in, my, in their hearts and I will put it in their minds. So because you have engrafted the word of God in your heart, then what you think about is now of the Lord. How do you know the will of God? By the renewal of your mind. Once your mind is renewed, knowing the will of God is not difficult. This thing of, is he the one or is he not the one? It means you can't hear God. You have a problem. You don't know the will of God. You need your mind renewed. Because God will write his law in your heart. But not just in your heart. He'll also put it in your mind. According to Jeremiah 33, 31, 33. But this is a covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, said the Lord, I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. If the law of God is in your mind, you have no issue understanding the will of God. You will just look at this one and you will know in your heart this is not the one. Tokapa. Is that okay? But if you are confused and the reason you are confused is beards, you have a problem. You are okay. Mpaka wakaona nini? Now the will of God is, uh, you don't know whether the will of God is here or not. You have now to look for your prophet. Papa, this man, <laughs> speak a word. And the word you are looking for is go ahead. <laughs> if you speak anything else, you say, speak another word. <laughs> you want to be like one president I had. He locked the electoral commission inside the building. He says, they will count those things. They will only come out of there when they get it right. <laughs> so long as they are coming out with the result that we have lost election wrong counting <laughs> they only come out when they get it some people want their papa to be like that papa speak a word I say stop that word speak another word continue speaking until you get it right hey <laughs> dad hmm we had an overnight on Friday. Was it awesome or what? And we prayed for relationships. Did we pray? That God will guide your steps. Is that okay? God will guide. You will not make a wrong step. In the name of Jesus. Our next overnight is not at the end of the month. It is the week before. Is that okay? It's the week on the 21st. On the 21st. We'll be having a week early in July because of our Kitale conference. I'll be in a conference in Kitale the last week for three days. Is that okay? Then after that, I'll have a Sunday service in TOT Eldoret. I'm not, I'm not in Eldoret for a long time. 
Prepare your offering. Next week I'll continue this and I'll be teaching on the law of confession. The law of confession. After we have done meditation, we go to the law of confession. Then after that I'll have a series of teaching on the principles you're coming out of here powerful men and women of faith in the name of Jesus Christ you shall be calling those things that are not as if they are and they shall appear in the name of Jesus. Your voice shall carry power. It is a very frustrating thing to speak frivolously and nothing ever happens. Eh? But when you speak and you see it come to pass, you know God is with you. After this, your voice shall carry authority. You shall be made a voice in the spirit. In the precious name of Jesus. From the month of August, I want to start traveling. I want to do my Europe tour. So I want you to make up your mind. Are you a child here? Are you a daughter here and a son here or not? Or are you a daughter here only when Papa is preaching? No, some people are funny. Yes, is Papa coming to church? They are going to church. Is determined by my attendance. What a, what a weak faith. <laughs> I... Even their time of coming is determined by when I come. As Papa come, then they now move. Look at them. I say, okay, they are babies and then they are toddlers. Can I again? These are, are these, these are infants. Eh? They are what? Infants. Lift up your offering. Do you know the? Do you know why we give? Listen to me. Part of the reason we give is so that what has been preached can be engrafted in us. The reason we give after the word is because the soil is your heart. Is that okay? The seed is what? The word. The Bible says the sower sows the word. Some of it falls on good ground, stony ground, what, what? Is that okay? When you give is an act of your faith that that seed has fallen on good ground of your heart. It gets engrafted in your heart when you give. 
This is why we give after the word. Because money is not the seed really. Money is a container for the seed. It's a sacrifice. Is that okay? It's what? Listen to me. It is what? It is an indication that you have put your heart there for the word to land in it. Your heart is good ground. Why? The Bible says where your heart is. That's where, where your treasure is. That's where your heart is. So you are putting treasure to show my heart is there. I want that word to land on my heart. So that the word is engrafted in you. We claim that word by putting something on the altar. That's why we give after the word. You must give it revelation. Is that okay? Say I'm giving you the revelation. By my giving, I am claiming that word as an grafted word in my heart which is able to save my soul in Jesus name amen please come and give something so next week I want to or at least when I preach next I want to talk about the law of confession how it relates to meditation is that okay so that we can lead into the series I wanted to teach on the faith the, the principles uh, the foundation and the principles of faith so that we understand faith. 
Is that okay? Whenever, if you live here and you go somewhere, you'll be the pastor there. You stand up to speak, they make you the pastor. 